nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Take it easy, take it easy, take hey, it easy. Hey, what are you doing? I'm not getting involved in my freaking business. You know, you got a lot of nerve. What is well, your yeah, problem? I, I, this is not what this business is about. You. Huh? Why you did know? you have to come out? That was my match. And you I know what? Do what I want is real nice. Do what I want, real well, nice. Where's your buddy now? Huh? Did he send you to do his big work? Yeah, he did. Well, don't get and his I ass, because sure I'm not hard to find, Serena. She can't even walk. Because she'll be back. You don't need to go to fight time, you moron. That's right. Ha ha. Yes. I'm on my way, woman. Come on. Yeah, you're your ass over there. Blaze around and say hello, moron. Hello everyone and welcome to Rampage Uncaged, brought to you by Hamid Media Group on channelattitude.com. I'm your host, Jimmy T, or is it Jimmy Costagnolis? <laughs> well, my co-host is back, he's the real firm, he is Jeff Lippman. Welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm radioactive. Ah, you are. As a matter of fact, you are very radioactive. And just quietly, Chris, and I'm talking about Chris Jericho, we know... Just so you know. Paul Rogers was the lead man from Bad Company. Jimmy Page, legendary guitarist from Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and thanks to Jeff, we know. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like I knew, but, but we know anyway. I think Jason Jeff. Bonham was the drummer also. I think uh, John Paul Jones' son was, was in there. Really? Well, can I ask you, Jeff, is this a new thing, man? That you, if you know, you know thing? Is that yeah, like a new meme now? Is that what's going on amongst the youngsters? I think it was new. I think it's now relatively old. Oh, well. 
the shit does change pretty fast. Yeah, it does indeed. <laughs> By the way, side note for those of you who uh, checked out the Garden of Doom or listened to the Hermetism show, I know it's it's screwed up. We 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 missed part of the middle, and we're working to restore that. Didn't get it fixed. But thank you well, to the 99 people who downloaded it, uh, the Garden of Doom shows today. And thank goodness most of you weren't on Hermetism. There's people going back and listening to old shows. So it's awesome. Thanks. Absolutely. And you can find all those on Hamun Media Group and at PWC Network, just Damn quietly. Right. And uh, Sing it loudly. Sing it loud. Absolutely. Sing it loud. <laughs> and I am, and I have. Well, Jeff, let's get into some AEW wrestling, shall we? Sure. And um, we've got Rampage coming from, where was it again? Uh, what, where were they? They were in Albany, New York, that's right. Yeah, wherever they were at Dynamite, they hadn't moved. Well, yeah, that's true. And we do get two hours of Rampage next week, as a matter of fact, which should be a beaut, hopefully. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it absolutely. Must be the, it's going to be the continuation of uh, Grand Slam, huh? It is Rampage Grand Slam, which will be Uncaged Grand Slam edition next week, right here on channelattitude.com. Brought so to you by Hamid Mini Group. Is it, is it 9 to 11 or 10 to 12 Eastern Time? Uh, I think it's 8 to, to 10. I could be wrong. They're going directly against SmackDown? It's either 9 to 11 or 8 to 10. So I'm going to say 9 to, ele- to, to 11 because I think one hour will go directly head to head with okay. SmackDown. That's a bold move, Tiki. Let's see how it, how it plays out. They're not going to stand a chance. The problem with Rampage, it's as much Rampage as I like... Big show. SmackDown's just a regular SmackDown. Well, yes, but the problem is... Yeah, it is just a regular SmackDown, well, that's there true. A, there is a tag team title, man. Uh, which one? Oh, yes, you're right, there is. The Brawler but... versus the Usos. The Usos. I know this is not the show to talk WWE, but do you think there's a chance... The Usos drop those belts next week. So the Rolling Roots, not a chance from hell. You don't think so? No, I th- I'd say the chances are whatever is just above zero because there's never zero chance. Interesting. Fair enough. We'll wait and see. Um, but let's get into Rampage. Um, we're coming from the MVP Arena in Albany, New York. The show features Samoa Joe defending his Ring of Honor World Television Championship and Darby Allen dueling with Matt Hardy and lots of build for Grand Slam. So let's jump right into it, Jeff. Um, we get Matt Hardy versus Darby Allen in the very first matchup. Eh, I felt like it went a little too long. Darby Allen ends up defeating Matt Hardy. Long. It went for too long, in my opinion. Way, way too, long. too long. And Matt Hardy got way too much in, in my opinion, in this matchup. Way too much. And Matt Hardy, by the way, as you like to say just quietly, <laughs> yeah. he's starting to look like me. Like, his belly was all over the place. Now, <laughs> I, I, I'm about six months of doing, you know, curls and, and tricep exercises to, you know, to, to look exactly like him. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing because he's not young, but he's younger than me. Um, he looks terrible. And one of my – and that's – it's beyond the match being too long and him getting too much in when he doesn't need it. I mean, I guess he, I get he's a legend, but come on. At this point, he should just be enhancement talent. That's what happens. But they they shoehorn like announcements for five different matches during, for Grand Slam five days before the event. Like it was so I couldn't even keep track. It was so fast. Uh, while they're also trying to promote next week's Rampage, which I understand is part of Grand Slam and all this other stuff. 
they could have like slowed it down and during during it during the course of the show. I mean, everything just felt so rushed and unnatural in, in, in this entire episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, but Darby won as he was supposed to. But I guess the story is that Matt, you know, beat up on his back a little bit, but it, it didn't look like anything unusual, especially by Darby standards. Then at the end, the lights go out and the Brody King's in there with Julia Hart, and they they beat up Matt Hardy again, and they basically. You know, uh, hang him with the sleeper over the drape him over the rope, saying, you know, uh, demanding that Darby and Sting, you know, face House of Black because it's not over just because you cut the cut off the head of the snake doesn't mean there's not lots of venom in the body, um, which was fine once, but Brody King keeps spouting it all over social media, and it's like it was clever once. It's it's really not as clever as you think to go on and on and on. And I'm pretty sure that once you do cut off the head of the snake, most of the venom is useless unless you actually pour it down someone's throat. Um, Julia Hart starting to dress a little sexy. Woo! She looked um, a lot better, that's for sure. Yeah, no, no, not dollar worthy, but she pulled off uh, Matt Hardy's his feet off the ring apron, so it, it actually looked more like he was hanging. But Which of course, is cool. Brody King, it was cool, except Brody King dropped him immediately. So, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, come on. I mean, let's be honest. But um, uh, but he should be strong enough to hold Matt Hardy there. But then again, Matt Hardy's as fat as I am now. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not awesome. kidding. He, his belly and mine are like the same. This is not good. Well, Alan did win the match as he wins for, with the Last Supper pin, um, whatever that's called. Apparently, it's called the Last Supper, which was a good pin. I actually liked it because let's be real, that looked like you that would be actually pretty hard to get out of. No, yeah, it did. It, no, it, was, it was a good move, I mean, especially for someone who's smaller because basically he ties up your legs. It looks like he's going for a scorpion deathlock, but instead of reversing it, he folds himself over. It's, it's, like, a, it's, like, a, it's like a scorpion deathlock front schoolboy, you know? And yeah. Basically, your own, half of your own body weight and his body weight's on top of you. It's actually a really good finisher for a guy his size. And sure. if it keeps him from doing coffin drops and crazy stunts, it will... It's it's smart if that's on purpose because he's a uh, it, it that will extend his career four years maybe longer. Actually, that's a good point because now that I think about it, he really didn't do any of those moves. Well, he did and, the, he did the coffin drop on on the apron, the ring apron, oh, well, and, and yeah. Matt Hardy rolled that. So he's still doing the moves. It's just not the finisher. So I don't know. Darby's going to Darby. Uh, I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's what makes a hundred and forty pound wrestler. You know, believable in, in in suspension of disbelief. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, the thing is, you want wrestlers' careers to be extended, but he has no wrestling career without those moves. So, it, it's sort of tough to say. I, I know. I agree for sure. And uh, post match, as you were alluding to before, after Allen exited, the lights went out. Brody King and Julie Hart were in the ring. King flattened Hardy with a clothesline. Then he called out. Alan and Sting, even though they cut off the head of the snake, the House of Black is not finished with his feud. King challenged them to, to a tag match with Buddy Matthews as his partner as King made a physical statement by checking Hardy on the apron. Hart knocked out Hardy's feet for the hanging sleeper spot as Alan and Sting advanced. King retreated into the darkness. The match was made for next week. And I guess the House of Black is still a thing in AEW. I guess it's well. They filed a trademark for the name, which you know didn't necessarily mean anything. But yeah, I guess they are. I imagine they're going to try to find a new third member to surprise us and dazzle us. Maybe Matt is turning. Um, mm, I know who it is. I've got a feeling who it is. It's Sting. It's got to be Sting. It could be Sting. It 
could, but I mean, I can't imagine Sting as a heel. I mean, it, it, that would be stupid, but that would be, but maybe, maybe Miro finally mm. gave up on God. Whoever got sped on, basically, you know, the, the devil got snuffed up, snuffed out, but God, you're not helping me. So maybe, maybe, the, maybe I should become the new devil. I mean, that would be <laughs> sort of natural. He was misted, uh, you know, months ago. So his conversion, you know, should be seeped. I don't know. Whatever it is, I, I, I don't care. I mean, the problem is, is that you don't have Sting in matches to lose, but he's got to at some point. So right, right. if you want to do something with House of Black, which should be more of an investment item than Sting, I mean, this would be a good place to have them win, and bringing in a, a new third member would be a, you know, a good time to do it. I just think if they want to have some sort of shock factor, and I'm talking about AEW, I think mm -hmm. going with Sting would be the way to go. You know what I mean? It'd be interesting. Just make him reverse his face paint, and um, I know, you you've, know. Been, you've been talking about that for months. And 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 yes, it, it listen. That's wrestling one hundred and one. Yeah, it's a, that's Absolutely. an easy way to. I just don't at sixty three at or sixty two whatever he is, a heel sting. I mean, why? I mean, then then in a year he's got to turn face again so he can retire the hero and sell a hundred thousand more shirts. Well, it would just rejuvenate his career a little bit more. You know what I mean? Even though he's doing fine. It, don't get me wrong. Career. What, what career? I know, but, but he's there. The point is, he signed up with AEW, so why not do something, right? Instead of just being the white face, baby face, the white meat baby face, sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like Accepted. So, but if they do that, House of Black needs to be in line for a tag team championship. I mean, they're, they're, why not? if Sting is in their corner and then they're trying to keep him around, then enough nonsense. They've got to be in line for a well, championship. I'll tell you a funny little tidbit. If you notice Sting's face paint has gotten, the lines, the swirly lines on his face have gotten thicker and blacker. Have you, have you uh, noticed that? Yes, I have. I've, I've been noticing. You've pointed out every week since, since, you, since you fantasize about Sting and blackface. <laughs> I, I remember. I just think it's where we're going. And then when you the can have... When Haver told me to shut up, I, I know. And then you can move on with Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy with Matt Hardy being the... I'm telling you, this is where they're going, bro. It's so obvious, man. Come on. He has two pending criminal cases just because he comes out of rehab. A, doesn't mean it's successful. B, doesn't eliminate the criminal charges. So there better be plea, plea deals in place in North Carolina and Florida that are, that are ironclad before you're bringing him into your room. And even then... Why? Just why? What? There's, there's, <laughs> no, there's no salability to the Hardy Boys any longer. There's nobody wants it. AW's been doing just fine without Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy for you know just quietly. They have enough people. How about how about you feature Andrade and Roosh or you know God forbid anyone in, in the apparently they're bringing in Lance Archer for the Casino Battle Royal. You know why don't you do something respectable with him for a change? I agree with you, but the point is they're not so. You know, they want Team Extreme. Matt Hardy can't go anymore. Uh, you know, we got Team Extreme 2.0. I mean, I can just I mean, see it, bro. This fucking video it. game can't come up quickly enough so so Tony can go into GM mode and start playing his fantasy <laughs> so we don't have to see them on TV in middle-aged yeah. form. You oh, know, boy. Jeff Hardy's going to be doing that thing and, and his ankle bracelet is going gonna, is gonna to cut some <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, that's just where, where I think they're going. I mean... I, I can just see it. The seeds are there, can dude. Can you imagine if he's not allowed to, to, to leave the state without his probation officer's permission? <laughs> well, 
Well, look at the Usos, dude. They can't even get into any other country except okay. for Australia for some reason. Okay, first of all, it's only one Uso. Secondly, well, the, 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 the Usos are amateur hour. Jimmy Uso is amateur hour next to Jeff Hardy. Hmm, interesting. Well, look, the point is they've got a lot of... I oh, know, you're right, because Jeff Hardy's been pinned for, like, drug dealing. I mean, he got raided years ago, he if you remember. Like, 12 times. <laughs> I know, I know. But he, well, yeah, and the most recent time was while he's on probation. No, you're right. It's true. It's true. But I just think that's where they're going. We'll see anyway. Time will tell. But um, let's move on anyway, because we get Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara. We'll get it on next week. Kingston doesn't respect Sammy when he looks in Sammy's eyes. He sees a rotten human being. It makes Kingston sick. And I think Kingston may have been looking in the mirror instead of at Sammy, Jeff. Seriously, King, Kingston, remember that movie where Samuel L. Jackson was basically borderline <laughs> homeless? That's what Kingston looks like now. Like that meme you see where he's like, uh, down, yeah. the, the, the Jeff brother. That's what Kingston looks terrible. And, and by the way, isn't he the one who's always talking about his thug life, gang life, and on site in his world? They're hitters, bro. They're hitters, remember? So so he he's an angel now. Sammy, Sammy Guevara is the bad guy. Young, married by 29, you know, clean. You know, yeah, he's he's a cocky jerk off, but like, what what's he done? Kingston's the street warrior. Guevara doesn't even speak freaking Spanish for God's sake. <laughs> he's, he's about as Americanized as there is. He's a pretty boy. Neither does Kingston, and they've both got Spanish in them. Speak Spanish? <laughs> I don't think he does, bro. And he's half Puerto Rican, half Irish. All right, this is this is that. That's really taking the. Well, I'm wondering why <laughs> professional wrestling instead of actually being angry. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, listen, I'm glad these two have made up enough that they can have this match, but all the heat is gone, and all I know is that I'm sick of seeing anything with Jericho Appreciation Society and going back to that old Kingston group, which no longer exists anymore. And and all I want to see is Jericho Appreciation Society nowhere near the Blackpool Combat Club. Let those two things do other things or or – dissipate entirely whatever it is uh because we're gonna get more of that but fine they're gonna do this match it's a little bit late i, I can't imagine anyone is particularly interested in this match any longer kingston's been off tv for a while except for these ridiculous promos i don't know why he's going for the homeless look but i i don't care about this match i, I didn't really before and I, I certainly don't now i mean what are they going to do either kingston has to win or there's going to be more nut shots and then this is going to continue as well yeah, no, you're right. Uh, speaking of Sammy Guevara, though, Jeff, uh, what's going on on his Twitter, dude? He's talking sort of uh, like he's going to leave AEW. He's even taking... You haven't seen? I, oh. I, I mean, I, I saw Adam Page's eulogy to the Dark Order, um, and I don't know. I, I, I think maybe, like, you know, you know kids these days, they, they like, you know, like to post cryptic things and sad poems and song lyrics and... They think it's totally cool and normal. Instead, it looks like you're about to commit suicide. But well, yeah, tell, tell, tell me about it. what. What's it say? I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I'm gonna get. I'm getting to it right now. It's pretty interesting because do we know his contract status? Well, no. First of all, he's blacked out his Twitter account for some reason, and he's also said and and he's taken all mention of AW off off of his Twitter. Yeah, so. I don't understand what's up with that, but um, if he just... gets if he gets squashed at the Grand Slam, we'll know that, that something might be up. But I can't imagine him going anywhere else, and not without Ty, though. That that's not mutually exclusive. But hmm. 
I mean, I know that him and Cody were close, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, well, they're very close, dude. I'm just looking. He, he put out a statement. I know um, that it ended with farewell, but right. I, and, he, and he started calling himself Samuel. But maybe it's just that Sammy Guevara is gone. He's going to reintroduce Samuel Guevara. More like <laughs> oh, Remember when Ricky Morton turned into Richard Morton and. Tommy Rich turned into Mr. Thomas Rich, and Please. when they had they had Bobby Mullet, you know, uh, Midnight Express guy, and for a while they tried to make him into one of the Blue Bloods. Yeah. I, I think that's a whole lot more likely where he's going to be, you know, Senor Sam Sam Samuel <laughs> Guevara, Senor Esquire, Senor Guevara, Jesus. Yes, and they're going to be quite twenties. They're going to be like Mr. And Mrs. Uh, Thurston Howe the Third from Gilligan's Island. Huh? Well, this is what he said, and he's put pictures up of him and Cody, him and Jericho, and that's about it. But he says, I hope you live a life you're proud of, and if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start over again. We came up short last night. It is what it is. Thank you to everyone who has helped me get to this point. It's been a hell of a ride. Where we go next, we go with faith. Oh, for God's sake. So, so they're going to be uh, ministers. What, Whatever. I... I, I don't think that he's leaving AW. I think he's probably on the contract at least until 2024. I don't really care either way. I mean, if he came to WWE, I feel like they already have him in spades. I mean, they've they got Ricochet. They've got the guards that they got Carrillo, uh, you know, Ali, Mansoor. They have a they have enough sort of high flyers, oh. and, and none of them feel like they're doing anything important. So. Maximum male models, here we come. Cedric. <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 they've got a bunch of these guys. Ain't, ain't none of them doing anything important. So I, you know, I, you know, the other ones are mired in that. Maybe he's the next Mighty Mouse that Vince wanted after all. You know what? If he's going to replace Gargano, I'm all for it because I'll take Gargano, I'll take <laughs> Guevara over Gargano any day of the week. Oh God. Anyway, let's move on because we get Claudio Costagnoli putting over the Ring of Honor Championship. As the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, Club Willa Yuta, learning lessons. Did what? you notice he didn't? They didn't say heavyweight any longer. I didn't pick up on that. Did they not I mention did. heavyweight? They didn't, and I only picked up on it because you asked the question. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. So I was, I paid close attention. Yeah, it's just the Ring well, of Honor World Championship. It's not the heavyweight World Championship. Anymore. Well, let's be honest. I mean, is there that many heavyweights? I do hope Jericho does. Well, anyway, I'll get to that. But anyway, Costagnoli puts over the, the Ring of Honor World Championship and the Blackpool Combat Club. Willa Yuta learning lessons in defeat and teammates John Moxley and Brian Danielson competing for the AEW World Championship. As Chris Jericho then interrupts to challenge Claudio, Jericho is a seven-time world champ and he wants to go for the Echo, I mean the Oco. Ocho. Ocho. Is that how you say it in Ocho. Spanish? Ocho? Yeah, Ocho. It's eight in well, Spanish. In Greek, well, in Greek, it's Ocho, which is well, eight. He's not, he's not Greek. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, challenge accepted for next week. And um, yeah, I guess he wants to be... <laughs> I guess he wants to be an eight-time world champion. Um, is there a realistic chance that he beats Costagnoli? Ring of Honor doesn't have a TV deal that we're aware of, so I'm going to go with no. Um, I don't really know. I mean, I could see Tony Khan wanting to give Chris Jericho that you know one thing that he's missing even though he was never the Lucha Underground champion. I don't think he was ever the Impact champion. I don't think he was ever the TNA champion. 
uh, you know, I don't think it was the NWA champion. I don't think he was the MLW champion. I mean, there's a whole bunch of GCW. There's a whole bunch of championships I don't think he's had. And I don't think he ever really won the Ring of Honor championship. I, I don't know. I, I, this offends me in that this is like this is like WWE used to do with Goldberg and more recently with um, Brock Lesnar and most recently with Logan Paul, where you just walk in and, and you basically demand a title match and you get one even after being on a string of mostly losing. Um, so I would have preferred actually, you know, I'm always complaining about the stipulations being reversed. The wrong person asked for the stipulation and, you know, Liv Morgan did it, you know, but at least she had a reason for it that sort of makes sense. I would have felt better if Claudia was in there and said, I don't have a match for Grand Slam. I heard Chris Jericho on commentary running his mouth about he how he wants the Ring of Honor championship. Chris, you've done a lot of losing lately, but you know what? I want to give you your chance. I want to face you. I've been waiting a long time to face you. And Chris Jericho, I challenge you for my Ring of Honor world champion. I would have preferred that. Well, do you think there's a chance this is the reason why TK wants Jericho to become your Ring of Honor world champion? Is it because so they can parade Jericho around to possibly get that TV deal done? No, because I don't think TV executives look at Jericho and see anything special. I, I don't, you know, inside of wrestling, he's a legend, but outside of wrestling, he's a 52-year-old man. He looks like a 52-year-old man. He does not look particularly physically impressive. And Ring of Honor's not getting television. If it was going to get television, it wouldn't matter who their champion was. It would matter that Tony Khan says, I can package you a show and I can get you 500 to a million people watching every week, you know, for relatively inexpensive programming. I think he's got bigger problems than that. Everyone's seen what's going on with Discovery, how they're cutting costs, how they're talking about doing reruns. They're going to run HBO Max catalogs instead of original programming, no more scripted shows. They've unloaded all the DC shows. They sold that DC Comics, the actual print version. That's being discontinued, eliminated entirely. And now there's really? talk that NBC Universal wants to buy Discovery and Discovery. Yes, yes that's right. Well, I don't know how that deal will be structured, but if you assume that NBC Universal is the master company, which it would because it's the one buying, and if you assume that there's not autonomy and they don't want to cover all their bases, and it's one network, WWE has a clause in all its contracts. This is for Zero News and Banana, and it makes sense that if you're that that. If you are part of our network of families and you want wrestling contact, we have a we have a veto right to that. That we that we're that we're the only wrestling promotion on your family, uh, it, without you know without our permission, which may come into play with the MLW thing in Tubi if 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 it even gets that far. Um, so, which company do you think that NBC Universal would, would opt for? Mm. Would they go for the fifty million dollar a year one and 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 try to save themselves? You know, three billion dollars a year, or, or are they going to go with the one they've been with for thirty years, and and is and is the only thing on Peacock that's you know that that's giving them positive trajectory? I mean, I, I think that they would go with the big one, and so I think it's good. So that, that's a long way of saying I don't see Ring of Honor getting TV. I hope it does. I, I mean, even if it's not the Ring of Honor I watched, it's still Ring of Honor. Sure, absolutely. What's funny though, I'm hearing via the dirty sheets that apparently this is going to be a, a done deal come 2024. That's what when is? it's going to happen. The NBC and the Warner merger possibly happening. They reckon they think it's going to happen 100%. Well, 
Well, I mean, media mergers do tend to happen. I mean, they have to go through approval and then they, they have to be vetted through the SEC, then they have to be vetted through the FCC. But, I mean, the 20th Century Fox went through. I mean, the, the, they have a history of going, but, you know, what happens is never good for, for you know, the studios and jobs and whatever. It's just good for the, the, the network. Um, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't. It's 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 not like it's big pharma or energy or or the defense industry or airlines or anything like that. So yeah, why, why wouldn't it go through? Yeah, interesting. We'll wait and see what happens there. Anyway, let's move on to another segment because we get Jade Cargill flapping her yap about running out of competition to challenge whoa, for the whoa, TBS. Whoa, whoa! With some <laughs> respect, Jimmy, cut the shit. <laughs> I shall cut the shit then. Anyway, about running out of competition to challenge for the TBS championship, we get Diamante stepping in for next week, but she won't be coming alone. Diamante is bringing the OG baddie. I assume that was a clear reference for Mercedes Martinez. Whatever has happened to her, Jeff. Oh, my God. Mercedes Martinez is going to be her backup. What a disappointment that's going to be. Is she from Miami? That's what it's going to be. She is. The bad, does she, she sometimes calls herself the baddest bitch. Okay, that's fine. So the Ring of Honor champion again. They should unify some of these belts and make them important. I, I or they should. Okay, is anyone else going to talk about a how great Layla Gray looked? My God, um, <laughs> she did. That's true. I'll give you that. Uh, B, how these baddies are actually starting to work with each other and they're funny. And true. C, most importantly, how Diamante. I I couldn't see her because she was like at Jade's belly button. Didn't she have red hair? First of all, no, that was Eva Oh, yes, that's right. That is Ivelisse. You're right. Jeez, I get confused with the two of them, dude. They look yeah. alike. No, Why really, but they, look, they kind of look alike. <laughs> they kind of look alike. They really but, do. Um, but wasn't Diamante like in the, in the shitter in AEW a long time ago? She's still in the shitter. This is the first time we've seen her on, on uh, broadcast TV in, what, a year, year and a half? She's been on Maybe. YouTube. They keep saying she's won 12 out of her last 14 matches. Has she anyone has? seen any of those matches? No, Not me. They're, they're on darker elevation or who knows what. But uh, no, I mean, she's one of the people that, that's, you know, been there for a while and has done nothing. I mean, they, they, they don't even have the decency to put her with Kingston. Instead, Ruby go, goes with Kingston and, and gets herself broken in half like every three months. <laughs> you know what makes me laugh about AEW, though? Even though, I'm, and I'm assuming it was a clear reference to Mercedes Martinez, right? But I love how AEW seems to be playing it up like it's going to be a surprise. Like, mm -hmm. seriously. Which is going to be such a disappointment. Look, I could be wrong. Maybe it's not Mercedes Martinez. But I'm 99% sure it will be. Like, I thought maybe it would be someone interesting, like uh, like Paige Van Zandt. So they're going to try and reintroduce her. Or maybe they bring in, like, a, an old legend, like, a, you know, Molina. Or, or maybe, like, someone new, like, Selena De La Renta. But she doesn't really seem like the baddest bitch. Oh, man, I can't believe she hasn't got a job yet. What's wrong with these guys? Uh, apparently, someone told me that she's an EVP with a Texas promotion. Like, acting like that's, a, like, a big full-time job. That's, really? Yeah. Well, she's I mean, always some sort of EVP. Wasn't she, like, EVP in uh, MLW as well? But she wasn't really an EVP in the MLW. I mean, EV, we, we, we see what EVP means in, in AEW means nothing. You think it means more in, in a little indie? True. I mean, well. so, and anyway, I mean, I mean, all of those would be disappointing because, I you know, I think the Paige Van Zandt thing has come and gone, but she is under contract, but so is Mercedes Martinez. I, 
I don't know. Mercedes Martinez against Jade. Didn't, didn't we already see that? Didn't Jade already beat Mercedes Martinez? I can't remember, to be honest, man. Probably, but I don't remember. I can't remember. You're, you're probably right. You're probably right, but who knows? And I forgot all about my, uh, Mercedes uh, Martinez, to be honest, but then I just, it came to me. I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Well, obviously, she hasn't had to defend the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. I know she was in a program with Serena Deeb for a while. It seemed to go forever. And then that ended, and then that was it. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was kicked to the curb. Well, that's what's supposed to happen with feuds, is they're supposed to end. And they both disappeared for a while. Then Serena Deeb came back to be Britt's new best friend. Um, right. I don't know. Well, she also had a match with uh, Madison Rang, which whoop-de-doo. Oh, yes, that's right. And shout-outs to Serena Deeb and, and the Ayatollah, the chief himself, Bin Hamin. That was good. That, that stuff that happened on the intro was at Immortal 22 over the weekend. And that was great stuff. I loved it. Cute couple. <laughs> Absolutely. That was great. Uh, Quiet, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you infidel. Or especially when he's like, move it, woman. Yes, that was great. I don't worry, woman. <laughs> yalla, yalla. <laughs> that was brilliant. So shout outs once again to Bin Amin, the boss man himself right here That's on channelattitude.com via Hamin Media Group. That's right. He should have that little peeled russet potato guy he was fighting. Uh, yeah, whoever that was. I, I don't have a clue who that was. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. But it was great stuff. No, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on to another women's match because we've got Penelope Ford versus Willow Nightingale. And Penelope comes out with Kip Sabian, who was mm-hmm. walking out with his damn box. That's right. Great stuff. Um, man, Penelope Ford, I just want to say, I've known of, of her for a long time, long before AEW. And, I, and, I, and at first I thought, you know what, she could be something. But boy, this girl has not progressed at all. If anything, I feel like she's gotten worse. She just doesn't get it, man. I just don't think she understands professional wrestling. And they keep trying with her. I have to agree with you. Um, she's She has... I mean, she's basically like Aaliyah. She's got, she's got that same... I mean, Aaliyah stole that move from her, the backward Matrix, you know, bridge to as defense. And then she puts on... I, I think it's the same move that Sheeta was using for a while and Asuka used, sort of. But she puts it on so slowly and awkwardly, it's hard to believe that anybody couldn't get out of it. Willow's actually better than she is. I don't think Willow is that great. Oh, but, uh, way better. Actually, yeah. she looked a lot better, Willow, because of the skill difference between the two of them. Which is odd, insane, because she's technically still pretty green, in my opinion. I don't know. I've seen her for a while, but um, she, she might be. I, I don't know. But she is better. Than, I mean, Penelope Ford looks great, but with her makeup, she doesn't look so great. And Kip's no, like, she doesn't, dude. I mean, she looks like a junkie. She, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she she really looks like a uh, like a crack whore, man. Yeah, I hate well, to say I, it. I, I was going to say a porn star, but... Uh, oh, all, all that is similar. I mean, it's not that far apart, is it? I mean, when you think about it. Yeah, no, it really isn't that different. I was, I was trying to find a way to separate them, but the, you're right. There really isn't to separate them. Yeah, I, I, you know, they've been putting out Penelope Ford a bit. But, I mean, it's good. I guess it's good that they're featuring someone else. She's got looks, so, you know, that makes sense to try and do it. But she's just not good. I mean, she's, you know, she's Dana Brooke. She's in the Aaliyah Dana Brooke spectrum. Which, right. which, by the way, would be average to above average for the AEW women's division. Sorry, but it's true. But it's no good. What? Just don't bother. Your, your, your women's division isn't good. Just get, just get rid of it. I agree. But funny Wait. enough, Pen- 
Penelope Ford ends up beating Willow Nottingale, which I don't agree with, but it is what it is. Well, one of she, them works for the company. The other one is on a per appearance deal. So, I mean, of course they're going to they're gonna win. Well, she ends up winning with a with a pump kick and a bridging and a bridging Indian Deathlock submission for victory. And whatever the reason, I, I don't get it. It is what it is. But like you said, one works for the company. Apparently, the other one doesn't. Well, they, they can save $100,000 a year by getting rid of both Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. You're probably right. Oh, get, get rid of Kip Sabian, especially, man. And the box, exactly. Well, we go to another segment in the back because we get Hangman Adam Page apologizing to the Dark Order for costing them their trio's title match. The Dark Order brushed that aside as the past to focus on the future. They are all entered in a golden ticket battle royal next week to earn a world title shot. Jose, the assistant, and Rush walked in continuing the AFO sales, sales pitch to 10 as Andrade wants to make 10 a star. Rush was hot-headed with words for Hangman that cowboy would never ride the white bull, he says, as Rush or Rush is going to break Hangman's face. I hope he does, but we all know he won't. Ride the white bull? Um, that sounds like another porno movie. Uh, different kind of porn, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and Facebook user says, the line between whore and porn star is like the line between cruiserweight in WCW and main event star in AEW. That's definitely Chris. That's definitely... It's got to be Chris. Yeah. Has to be. And, and he's right. Um, this is terrible. Hangman Page, still with the Dark Order after his eulogy that he put on Twitter is ridiculous. This needs to end. It needs it needed to end a long time ago. And they, or Jose and Roosh were correct. The, they, they give up everything for the Cowboy and the Cowboy fails again. That's exactly right. Um, he's a loser. He's a loser. They're all losers. Uh, and, and not that Andrade and his crew have done, I mean, Andrade couldn't even show up to this, but at least they didn't drop the storyline. And I don't know what's so special about Tim, but at least he looks like something. And he, you know, he, he ain't doing anything in the Dark Order, so he should leave them. So we're going to get, so what are we going to get? Roosh, Andrade, and now 10 against what remains of the Dark Order on Hangman Page. Is, is, is that what we're going to see for the next 10 months? Because that's not really good for Hangman, Andrade, or Roosh. Oh, and they're all, the Dark Order and Hangman Page are all in this battle royal for a title shot, even though. MJF has the chip for a title shot. So what? Huh? I mean, it's a lot of number one contenders, and there's rankings. I mean, not, the rankings they're completely out the window, uh, which is fine because I haven't been using them. It turns out fifty-fifty booking. There's a reason for it. Um, I don't know. This whole thing is weird. Um, who else? You know who's in the casino battle royale? It looked like Lance Archer. I couldn't even tell, uh, but Penta's in it. So you have the trios champion who recently lost in a tag team title match who is now in the casino battle royal for a single shot. I, mean, I don't understand this company, Jeff. I don't get it. Why do we need another number one contender when we've got MJF as and, the damn number one contender? I don't get it, bro. Exactly. And, and Jay Lethal is in this. All he's done is lose matches. That's so they're all, all the losers... Done. Right. All the losers basically are getting rewarded with the number one contender's shot yeah. for your least, AEW World Championship. At least we look put people who have won matches in there. Put, right. put Ethan Page. Put Jungle Boy. Put Luchasaurus. He's won. We can see Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy have a confrontation. Then it gets, you know, uh, short-circuited by people dumping them out or something. I, I I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, Hangman Page belongs in the Casino Battle Royale, but 
not as part and parcel of a dark order and Andrade trying to recruit Ten's story. Anyway, it's, it's this is not listen. I love battle royal, so I will probably enjoy the battle royal. I, I will certainly because it's on free TV. Um, but yeah, it's stupid. Like we we so we have MJF who can who's got basically money in the bank, but you know he's not going to sit on it. Well, maybe he will. Um, now you can have a, a number one contender, and we have the rankings, and then we also Jericho who can ask for a title match whenever he wants one, and we have Moxley who you know assuming he doesn't win, he's obvious he'll come back in seven weeks and you know be right back in the main event picture, um, and you know assuming that Kenny and the Bucks you know survive this thing. And then they're not trio standard, or they can target that, or is Kenny going to be like, you know, going to try and separate himself from those jabronis who almost got him fired, and uh, you know, and go back for well, try to get back into the title picture. I'm glad you brought up Kenny because that reminds me something that happened on SmackDown was kind of interesting. Did you hear um, Michael Cole mention pro wrestling gorilla? I did hear him say pro wrestling gorilla, and frankly, I didn't know that he knew it existed. True, but you know, I find that quite interesting because the Kenny and the Bucks are very much known for Reseda, Jeff, and uh, that's where Paris and Gorilla is based out of. So, uh, you never know, you just never know. That, that could it that, be that, a that, sign? That's very, matter. that's very inside baseball. I, I, I didn't put those things together, but okay, very cool. All right, so you know, I, I've noticed that Michael Cole has been talking a lot about wrestling and history and things like that which is great it's a wwe sort of pretended it was in its own you know its own timeline for a while and now they're not but yeah that that might have been two weeks in a row where there's little shots about what's going on in the background yeah why else yes why else you know reference pro wrestling gorilla because like kevin owens hasn't been there since what 2008 yeah and remember kevin owens and the bucks and adam cole you know what they were called, right? As a as a group in Pro Wrestling Gorilla, I forget Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Oh, right, Mount Rushmore. And if you see Kevin Owens dressed as a buck, it is the most hideous thing you ever see in professional wrestling. It's oh. kind of funny, but well, if anyone remembers, bucks dressed like bucks is pretty hideous too. Nah, but seeing because like, he's literally wearing the tight stuff like the bucks are, oh, and his man. stomach is just hanging out, and the shirt. He's like too short, like too short. It is funny. You got to see it. But so it's like the blue mini with the crop top. Basically, yeah, exactly. But it's quite funny though, man. But yeah, they are the Mount Rushmore in pro wrestling. That's what they call themselves. The fact that they mentioned Reseda, <laughs> who the hell is this? Picture Jimmy dressed like the Bucks. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could be Chris, but it could also be the Professor. Yeah, that's either or one Jargo, of them too. Or or Smart Jimmy. Or really, no, that's not smart. It's not smart, Jimmy. Um, I mean, the only reason I, I think it's one of those people is because they didn't say picture me dressed like the Bucks would, would <laughs> yeah. be just as accurate. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like Jimmy yeah, and I yeah. don't have pretty much the exact same build. So. <laughs> hey, and I've fucking, you know, as a shitster, I've actually joked around with Kevin Owens on Twitter about a dude that, a fat dude that kind of looked like Kevin Owens, and then he blocks me. Well, he blocked someone else about it. I mean, oh, he got into the whole thing with Brad Shepard about body shaming him. Really? Uh, yeah, I didn't think that Kevin Owens was that sensitive. I mean, that was he like is, a very, dude. Eddie, that was like a Ke- Eddie Kingston move. I mean, he knows that that's what makes him special is that he looks like a regular man, but he but he somehow made himself believable, like oh, Dusty. God. Like he, Dusty was grotesque, but but he he somehow he made himself believable. It's true, man, and and that fatness ends up going away. It's like you don't care that he's fat. 
Yeah, but, it becomes part of the charm. I mean, Kingston, you know, to you know, three hundred thousand AW. He stands fan, out. Jeff, that, he but, stands out. But to the rest of us, he just looks like a fat guy. Uh, <laughs> and somehow the one man gang, who was like six foot eight and you know three hundred and sixty pounds, never quite got believable on the big stage, even though he totally should that he had to turn into Hakeem. I was going to say that Hakeem, the American Dream. I mean, the, the African, African dream, dream, sorry, the African dream yeah. was quite good. Remember the, the Twin Towers with Big Boss Man? Yeah, but he was a, it was a comedy character at that point. I mean, us, us, in, us enjoying his delusion together, that was, that was the gimmick. But that's because nobody believed the one-man gang as believable, as gigantic as he was. For sure. No, you're right. Ah, Facebook user says, Owens has the face of a mean Francophone in the bush who would stab you. I don't know about that. I mean, that, yeah. francophone is, is definitely a word that Chris would use. Um, but for sure. Are, are francophones in the bush? Maybe in the in the French Foreign Legion in, in, <laughs> uh, in French Algiers? <laughs> oh, boy. Is he part of Action Direct? Yeah, exactly. That was the French Special Forces back in the day. Francois Wee oui, Wee. Oui. That's right. Well, anyway, let's move on because we have Ethan Page versus Danhausen next. As Stokely Hathaway was at ringside, what else is there to say other than Paige aggressively pummeled his opponent to win Wait, the squash via say. crucifix bomb? Go tell me, Jeff. Congratulations to Stokely Hathaway for being in kayfabe and knowing that these shows, Dynamite and Rampage, are going to air on different nights, and he changed the shirt to make it look like it was a different show. That was that. That is that is <laughs> that is. That's professionalism, but yeah, this this was a squash. Danhausen got killed by Ethan Page, as, as he should, and yeah, this is fine. So Ethan Page is going to earn one victory, I guess, before challenging whomever for the All Atlantic Championship. I do hope Pac retains, Pac retains against Orange Cassidy because Orange Cassidy seems to always get a title shot but never seems to win one, which is the latter part is just fine with me. The former, I've got a problem with. I agree with you one hundred percent. Um, well, we go to another segment because we get Ricky Starks who's coming for Will Hobbs. QT Marshall threw Starks off the trail, but now Starks' full attention is towards Hobbs. That rematch, though, Jeff, will be next week. In his giant brainiac size dome. Yeah, I couldn't care less, but I still want Hobbs to beat Starks once again, dude. Paraxis, man. I totally want Hobbs to beat I'm so over Starks. I'm so over people thinking that Starks is going to be a superstar. I'm so over people telling me how much charisma he has. I, I mean, agree. Just because, just because he resembles the rock in the most distant, distant, distant <laughs> way. Oh, please. He doesn't resemble the rock. I would rather like him. You know how there's that cop out there that, that looks exactly like the rock? Like he's even big is like it? the rock? No, I don't yeah, think I've like seen a, it. Yeah, there's, there was a picture of like this cop who everyone thinks is the rock. I would rather he came in and, and gave Starks a rock bottom. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, if he looks like The Rock, more so than Rick Starks does. Like with sunglasses on. I don't know with sunglasses off if like his eyes are completely different. But yeah, with sunglasses on, he looks just like The, the Rock as if he was like, you know, in a movie to be a California State Trooper or something. <laughs> I could picture The Rock in Super Troopers. I think sorry, that'd be fucking funny. Highway Patrol in California. How dare I don't can't remember Chips, California Highway Patrol. What the fuck's wrong with me? Well, that's what we call them down here too, Jeff. The Highway Patrol. Whoa. Just quietly. I thought it was called the Wallaby. Up, yeah, the Wallaby Patrol, yeah. They drive, our cops down here, man, they drive BMWs and Volkswagens for some particular reason, but uh, 
Got to deal with Germany after World War II. <laughs> they used to drive Australian-made cars, but now they go German. Are anyway, it is what it is. Cars? Of course. Actually, there's some great ones, as a matter of fact. Capybara? No. Have you heard of Holden? No. I've heard of William show... Holden. Holden Caulfield. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of a Holden car so you get my drift. Maybe I should show you now, as a no matter of fact. No land Holden. No land <laughs> Holden. HSVs no are great. Away. No land to drive. You never count your own money. While you're sitting <laughs> with the salesman, we'll be ripping off your joeys. That's the that that way. Oh, God, Jeff. You're welcome, Holden. You, man? <laughs> you're welcome, Holden. But um, General Motors does own them, though, just quietly. So. Yeah, you were sent. You yeah, were, but they're you not available. Were, they you can get them in America, but they're very you got to like order them. But otherwise, want them. Ah, they're pretty good cars, dude. Uh, they go hard, dude. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. The the Aussie muscle cars are pretty brilliant. I'm t- even the Ford, the Aussie Ford cars, are, are brilliant too, man. But um, brilliant. no, really, you don't believe me, but no, you'll I see. I don't even believe they're, you have cars in Australia. I believe that you all ride wallabies and kangaroos. And bicycles or joeys. Well, that's not too far from the truth. Did I tell you I saw a damn kangaroo get killed? Yes. Yeah, that sucks, and then man. You, not... And then you took it home and you ate it. No, not quite. But like it is up. a duck. Put this up on the barbie. No, yuck. Apparently, it's it tastes good. Apparently, you Americans are the ones that love buying that shit. But here it is. That's like one. It does not look. It's a lot bigger than it looks. It's a sedan. It's a lot bigger not, than it looks. Okay. Well, it's got a spoiler. Like it's, are for it's, cheesy people. It's 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 bigger, but that's a Holden. That's a HSV Holden. Unless they go hard, bro. A race car spoilers look ridiculous. Well, my car's got a spoiler. Damn it! Of course, I've got a Japanese car, but I got a of Japanese car. But uh, yeah. Of course, you got something from like Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. I mean, because you're a DJ, you have to. <laughs> you, you and Teddy hey. are car, car swap. Japanese Japanese built cars are damn good. I'm not going to lie, you man. Teddy Hart of Australia. No, please. Car? Just no spoiler. Well, have you got a Nissan? I know. I, well, sort of. I have an Infinity. Well, aren't they? Wait, aren't they Honda affiliated? Acura is, is the. Honda oh, that's right. Acura, Infinity you're right. Infinity that's Infinity. right. I sort of do have an Infinity. What is Infinity Nissan actually yeah. with Nissan? It is right. Well, I've Lexus got a Nissan. Toyota. Do you know what Lexus stands for? Lexus Toyota does own Lexus, but by the way, I know. And Lexus right. is not really what its name was supposed to be. It just caught on. It 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 was actually just supposed to be Toyota. It was it's Lexus's luxury export United States. Right. What? So the name, the really? name, yeah, the name caught on, and so they just went with Lexus as the brand. So, I and thought they, and they sold them in the world, all over the world. Yeah, well, yeah, they're everywhere here, and I thought Lexus's um were brought out as their luxury versions of Toyotas. But you know, it meant. But they were only yeah, for the but, United States. It was luxury yeah, for I, the United States. It was a division, and the name caught on. And so they're like, shit, we can, this, is a, this name's catch on. We can sell them everywhere. I didn't know that part, though. I didn't realize it was just meant to be just for the U.S. But this yeah, is like, why I am on the show, and this is why I am the real firm. <laughs> Me, John Paul Jones. Well, he's dead. Jimmy Page. <laughs> Paul Rogers. Uh, well, I will say this Lexus is like, a damn good car. bad company. What? I like Lexus. I like Lexus a lot. I mean, actually, my favorite car is probably a Lexus. As a matter of fact, the, the LFA I ever drove was a Lexus until I. Oh, three hundred. A Mercedes E Class, which was oh my wow. God. 
Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> you come from Lexus to Mercedes E-Class? Come on, dude. They, they but hey, look, hey, make no mistake about it. Toyota right now is probably the best Japanese company in terms of reliability with their cars and stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a fan of Toyotas. I've never owned a Toyota, I don't think. The worst car I've ever had were, were BMWs. Everybody tells me that, man. I was this close to buying to buying a Beamer because they're pretty cheap, man. You can find pretty Not good here. ones for pretty cheap. Really? They, they, they were constantly breaking out. You can probably find cheap ones on, on the resale market because no one keeps them because the cost forever. Now, luckily, I leased them so when, when a, so they would fix it because it's really their car and they would and they would give me a loaner the whole time and they were good enough not to charge me for the lease while the, the, the cars were out of service. So it's like oh. I actually made money. So this is back when... It was a company like I, my car was paid for by my office. So right, when they right. would send me back the the lease payment, it's like it was like free money. Cool, that's sweet. That's the best thing to do. I know a lot of people. That, that that's the also lease. when I had the, the Mercedes. Is <laughs> I can't afford Mercedes on my own. But Mercs, as we call them down here, um, are much better than Beamers, in my opinion. Beamers, you're right. They they're known to break down. That's why I never you know pulled the trigger on one. Also, Audis are kind of known to to break down a lot too. I'll tell you why. It's because they're not made. Sorry, they used to be. I think that they're getting better quality, but I think that's they are like like Jaguars used to catch on fire, but I think they're oh Jaguars are savages, bro. Oh my god! But if you're in that market, just get a Mercedes or a Lexus or an Infinity or an Acura. They don't break down. They're amazing. They they. If you want to ride a little bit faster and looser, get a Japanese car. If you like the car tighter to the road, get a German car. Absolutely. That's exactly how you do it. That's that's the way. I prefer Japanese cars, but nothing beats, you know, the luxury of Europeans. So but you're right. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I totally agree with you with everything. And there's one more thing before we jump back to wrestling. The thing about um Audis in particular, their their radiators were made for European roads, right? So they were plastic. And, you know, here in America, because we've got similar climates anyway. Um, it, well, more the West Coast has got a similar climate to the to, to Australia anyway. Um, they, they they blow up. They they bust because they use plastic damn radiators. Oh, things melt. Yeah, which is so dumb. But I think they've changed it now, So which they should have. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, let's go back to, the, to wrestling. As we okay. get Mark Henry interviewing... Uh, being, you know, interviewed the main event participants as Josh Wood's style was influenced by Samoa Joe, apparently, and he plans to bring the fight to the champ. Joe will make it clear and coincise in understanding who is better enough and who talks better. Henry then closed with, it's time for your main event. <laughs> Poor Josh Woods. Yeah. I mean, good dude, good. Good. he's got this gig, but Jesus Christ, this, I mean, with this... Dean was Sterling and, and stuck with Tony Nice and this this whole thing where I challenge somebody and then lose some, to somebody. It's just he's got a cool shirt though. I'm thinking about buying it. Really? Yeah, like the half face, half gorilla. I've always liked Josh Woods. <laughs> God damn it! Been well, a Josh anyway, fan for five or six years now. He's good, man. He, he's yeah, good. He, he looks better than ever too right now. Him and Silas Young were gold. They were gold together. Silas Young was training him how to be a wrestler, and Silas wouldn't be doing anything while Josh was working out. He'd have his, he'd have his cigarette dangling out of his mouth. He'd, he'd be chain smoking. He'd be, uh, you know, he was basically doing the Vince McMahon with Austin Theory thing. He'd like slap him, and you know, and 
and like they'd have matches and like Sai Sung would hit him in the nuts and things like that. You gotta know how to handle that. Like, I'm teaching <laughs> yeah. you. Well Silas Young he reminds me of a throwback to Jesse the Body Ventura, not in character, just in looks. Yeah, well, he's a miniature version of, of Jesse. Well, Bobby. yeah, yeah, no, he's got I, that rust. He's got that scowl. He's got the he's got the porn stash. He's got the eighties yeah. you know, that, that, that kind of mustache. Yeah, he he's, he's definitely looks like he could be like you know, he, you could have taken out George Sather and replaced him with with Silas Young, you know, in nineteen eighty three through nineteen eighty nine, and for George South still. Absolutely, and plus I like it because he's old school, man, and I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. I think AEW should have even signed him up. Him with him and Josh Woods, even if, if Silas was just a manager, would, would would be great. But I would have loved to. I would love to see them signed as a package anywhere. And I mean, unfortunately, they're they're well, no, their dynamic is better than Alpha Academy's. But it's what Alpha Academy should have been. So this this will be in the other show we do later. But uh, at least Otis fought this week. True. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the main event because it's a Ring of Honor World Television Championship match between Samoa Joe, your champion, versus Josh Woods. Um, Ian Riccoboni is joined in commentary by Bobby Cruz. As Bobby, no, and Bobby Cruz does the intro. Sorry, he wasn't joined by Bobby Cruz for the Ring of Honor fuel. And I love Bobby Cruz as a as a ring announcer man. I just love his style and his deliveries. I think I, it's I didn't good. until we got into a fight on on Facebook. Really. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny because he, he well, was yelling at me for confirming uh reports that weren't true about roxy signing with nxt meanwhile she signed with nxt <laughs> really mm-hmm. god damn it god damn it bobby he Show was still hanging you. on the ring of honor was actually going to exist as a promotion i mean i get it his 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 whole world was falling apart with him and there's this <laughs> smug asshole on on the facebook supposedly fan group dispensing reality but not everyone wants to hear the reality he'd rather hear everyone say, everything's great everything's great ring of honor strong as ever <laughs> it's all roses bobby it's all roses gonna, all right just for you reimagining and <laughs> everything is going to be new and great and, gonna, and, gonna, and everyone's going to love pure wrestling the foundation <laughs> everyone's see how great that titus is and, and uh, oh no more it's good, it's good. yes yes they all sound like mickey mouse it's true <laughs> oh yeah, touch on that. Hey, Goofy! like, oh my God, Jeff was right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, regardless of how he is as a as a person, I like him as a ring announcer. That's all that matters. And at least well, you know, to the person, he was just sad. Well, at least to TK's credit, he's giving him some sort of paycheck That's and pretty giving, regularly. He's giving. By the way. Hearing Rick, Ian Riccoboni after a while without having heard him in a while, he really doesn't sound good. And it was why like he doesn't, J- dude. I'm and sorry, Jericho, and I like him. I like him, but he just to, but now I can't. But Jer- Jericho is terrible. He's like he, at first he's funny. He's like he's like where's the other guy? I don't like him, and I don't like you, Ian. And then he's like, but I do like you because you wear glasses. What? 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 <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. Lunatic up there. I will say Jericho was much better this week on commentary, though. He wasn't your, you know, he wasn't screaming like he usually does. Like, hey, look, JR, like the way he sort of does shit. He was actually talking a lot more like a commentator, sort of thing. The thing is, is Jericho can't decide whether he wants to be his character or commentator. He's hate, he's face, he's heel. He's right. hate. He's, he's face and he's heel, you know, within two seconds. Like I said, he just said, I didn't like that guy. I don't like you either. Then, like a half a second later, he's like, "I like you because I like people with glasses." I mean, what? 
Well, at least he was. I mean, he's like Taz, dude. Him and Taz were the same type of way. I'm talking about in terms of is he a babyface? Is he a heel? Is he not? What is he? Like, who the fuck knows? But yeah, you're right. But I did. He was much more bearable this week than he has been in previous weeks, in my opinion. That shouldn't be the standard. They should just leave him doing promote. I mean, there's too much Jericho all over AEW. And Jericho has to realize he does not need to carry this brand on its back. And him thinking he does and Tony agreeing with him is part of the problem. There's too much Jericho. Yeah, I agree. But it's Jericho, whatever. It is what it is. Anyway, Mark Sterling and Tony Nese were ringside to support the challenger. Woods had the technical skill advantage, but Joe possessed the veteran savvy advantage. Joe ends up muddied up with a fight by getting Woods to exchange punches. Joe peppered jabs unanswered, but Woods was able to block a headbutt. The tide then shifted when Nice physically interfered to damage Joe's arm. Woods went to work on the tender limb. Joe grabbed the sleeper, but Woods dropped his hips for a counter suplex. As Joe comes back with strikes, an atomic drop, and then a big boot and a jumping senton. He then hoists Woods onto the turnbuckles for a muscle buster, but Nice and Sterling caused distractions. Woods then tried a surprise roll up, but Joe kicks out. So Woods exploded with a painful, with a powerful knee strike. He then followed up with a fireman's carry knee strike for the one, two, then Joe kicks out. Woods went for the same maneuver again. This time Joe escapes. Woods charged toward the corner into an urinagi from Joe. And then he gets the muscle buster and then gets the win. I will say this, actually, Jeff. Joe looked gassed in his fucking matchup. And he could not really keep up with Josh Woods. I hate to say it, man. He really did. Well, that's true, and you know, but th- this match was better than the f- the first match. So I mean, oh, at least sure. made the choice for the main event. So I mean, like I would have done it the reverse because you sort of end with a cliffhanger that theoretically people should care about, which is Sting and Darby versus um, House of Black. Um, you know, but yeah, the, the, I mean, would have made sense to go that way, but yeah. I mean, but after the after the win, you know, Tony Nese and Mark Sterling were, you know, and, and Josh Woods were triple teaming Joe, and uh, Wardlow's music came out, and he came out, and he that's right. Joe. I was gonna get they, to that. They went face to face. Well, so, you know, let's me. Oh, you let need, me get to you that. Need to read your copy. You can't. You can't let me freestyle. Well, let me get to that. So then, you know, I can tell you exactly, and everybody. I know you love this. What you when you write your extensive scripts that you're, you love. Absolutely, I love do you, because. You because afterwards, Neeson Woods attacked Joe. Wallow arrived on the scene. Neeson Woods bailed, but Joe was able to grab Sterling's foot to prevent escape. He handed the lawyer over to Waldo for a power bomb. The crowd went wild. Neeson then robbed them of, a, of joy by pulling Sterling to safety as Wallow and Joe teased tension as, you know, alpha guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then showed respect as champions. Wallow and Joe versus Neeson Woods was booked for next week. So exciting. That's that, that exciting. Is a match that everybody wants to see. Everybody, including us. Including yeah. us, especially us. <laughs> especially yeah. us. And hey, look, at least it's something half decent for Rampage, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, and then for the, I mean, obviously it'll be on the pre-show of uh, Grand Slam. Is there a pre-show? I, I mean, I'm sure, they're, I'm sure they're filming Dark, Dark Elevation. They're going to do whatever they can in front of, Twelve or thirteen thousand people. You know, it's not but, sold out, Jeff. No, it's not sold out, but it's. And I'm worried. It is. Are you, are you worried? Yeah, because it's going to look. You know, they're calling the Moxley Danielson match the biggest match in AEW history. Bullshit. 
I say it was Kenny versus uh, Danielson at last year's Grand Slam. I felt was the biggest matchup only because it felt like you know WWE versus AEW in a sense. You know the ramifications of that match was way more huge. The crowd were popping at the sound of the bell. You know what I'm saying? And it was a sellout too. Whereas this, I don't know, man. Moxie Danielson, we've seen it before, haven't we? In yeah, WWE. But- but you know wrestling every match has to be the I know. match i mean jericho versus danielson Jer- you know punk versus moxley punks versus moxley too i mean this is this is wrestling but um yeah they're not going to sell out and of those 12 or thirteen thousand seats that have been sold i i guarantee you at least two thousand of those are parts of scalpers and they're they'll be empty Jesus, man. If it looks bad on, on television, oh, oh my God. Well, That's all I'm going to say. They'll just move everyone to one side and they'll try to keep the camera angles. They've been doing a really bad job of keeping the camera angles tight so that you could see how empty it is. But I guess it's unavoidable if you want to cover the match that if if you if you have three sides of a ring and one is you know 25 rows up, and but the other two sides of the ring, I guess you have three sides of the ring, not four, because of the entrance. The others are you know maybe... 8 to 12, There's, if you're going to cover the match, you can't only do it from two vantage points. You have to have a third. So, True. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be rough, but they'll, they'll pack up, you know, the, the lower, um, what do they call them, bowls, you know, the lower circles. They will put the Benjamin's top Imperium up there. For, they'll, right. put, they'll top it off, basically. And everyone who, who bought cheap seats, they'll move further down to go okay thank you you've been you're you're gonna get a courtesy you know upgrade yeah of course you want to go to the show buy the cheapest seat possible up in the top row they will move you down for sure and i would wait the last second to get those cheap tickets too like i'll be a walk-in if i was in new york city yeah dynamite's gonna be in baltimore november 2nd i'm I'm thinking about going but i'm thinking about buying a ticket like that day actually yeah because it won't be a sellout but you know what go man because i think it would be a good insight for not only channel attitude and humming media group but also for the pwc network jeff really yeah shouldn't the pwc network be my my first priority or they're they're all co-equal in our mind in our hearts and our minds at right now they're they're co-equal right now but channel attitude that's sponsored brought to you by the humming media group that's right well yeah it's it's part of the humming media group section of channelattitude.com I got it. I've, I've got to be part of uh, Russo Benjamin. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Do fuck us a favor. PWC. Go. Fuck those guys. No, 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 no. No, no. fuck the PWC. No, but you fuck. know what? You told me about using the PWC as a press, you mm-hmm. know, being there as press. Well, you can do that this time with Channel Attitude or Humming Media Group or PWC Network, whatever. Go well, in there I was gonna, I was or Hammerlock like Hangover. I was telling you to ask uh, to Ben to do it because he's got a, he's got a little bit of credentials. But you know what? I will. I, unlike you, I will ask him. <laughs> you do that. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, you know what, man? We've done over an hour of Rampage Uncaged. Fine. And I think I think it's time to take it home. So, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. Well, you're not finding me here in these fine networks and the PWC. Right down there is my Twitter address, at IcarusFellMD. Uh, Hammerlock Hangover allegedly is my other wrestling podcast with uh, Big Daddy Cool <laughs> Stephen Pena. Uh, an episode to be dropped with my special co-host 
and very special producer, like special needs, Jimmy <laughs> uh, You fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are and, you saying? I, I'm, I'm a spastic, Jeff? Is that what you're saying? A <laughs> little, little slow. A little slow on the delivery. <laughs> if you were Domino's, wow. you'd have to give me a free pizza. That's all I'm saying. Wow. wow. Um, I'll remember that one. <laughs> you do. Yes, please. <laughs> remember these things. Remember wow. how I will savage you on live television. Um <laughs> Garden oh, of Doom is my non-wrestling podcast. Oh, your telephone. Oh, no. What the Jimmy's hell, wings. man? Jimmy's Wings and Joey Chips. We deliver. What bad uh, timing that is. Jesus Garden Christ. Of Doom and Garden Views. Garden of Doom is like things that go bump in the night. Cryptids, occult, ufology, history, alternative history, all sorts of things like that. Theosophy. Very cool. Check out. And while you're at it, check out and buy some virtual tickets to the Nephilim Anthropology Conference. It'll be the 29th and 30th of October. It's live in the UK. If you want to be in London, you can you can still get some in-person seats, but virtual around the world. Um, apparently, I'm going to speak on Sunday. Yeah. And Garden Views is more topical. Uh, intellectual property law has been something we've done twice in two parts. Cannabis law, but there's other things there like the Battalion 228 Ukraine uh, with a friend of mine who, from law school who's now become an arms dealer, sourcing arms from the United States to Ukraine. Um, and cool stuff like that. So check out those shows. You can find them on Hameen Media Group. You can find them on the PwC. You don't even have to subscribe if you're subscribed to the PwC because you can get the shows individually right from the website. Um, and Jimmy's phone is ringing again. So I'm just going <laughs> to say goodbye and I'm going to say stable my friends and before we do go actually i'm still here jeff you can you might not be able to see me but you can hear me so if you want to follow me you can on twitter at the pwc network and also at dj mass effects please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com for five bucks you get to hear me and jeff talk aw and also please like and subscribe at hummingmediagroup.podbean.com where you can find jeff's shows and you can find some of mine also over there and he's saying that I'm Jimmy T, he's the real firm Jeff Lippman, and you've been watching and listening to Rampage Uncaged right here on channelattitude.com via Hamin Media Group. See yous. The real firm challenges rock hard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Peace out, y'all.